There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Packmaster Ralph Ray Basham, MD. Co-host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back. Kristen Burt will join us right after this with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. As Casey Kasem once said, nothing swings in Hollywood like Kristen Burt. What do you think? How are you? Marvelous. I'm simply marvelous. We're just trying to trying to slide through all the stuff we possibly can with people massacring each other on a daily basis. And other than that, things are good. We promise not to do that. Only verbally. Yes, only verbally. That was a tough weekend, wasn't it? Yes, horrible. It was a tough weekend, but you know who's having an even tougher time is the news media because everybody, including people like John Kasich and all these people, are coming out and saying the media needs to shut up and stop stirring the pot so much. And they really do. There is no doubt the news media needs to back off and tell people the truth. Don't you think? Well, where where do you feel the media is failing? I guess that's my first question. Uh, by spreading lies about people. And it's, it's, it's from all the national media. It's ABC, NBC, CBS. It's CNN. It's MSNBC, Fox. NPR it's all, did it. NPR did it. They, they, they will not tell the truth. This whole deal that, that, that uh, Trump said, uh, what were we talking about, Catherine? Uh, this uh, reporter, Steve Cortez, he from CNN. works at CNN. He, um, I don't know. I don't know the relationship between him and Prager. You, 
P-R-A-G-E-R. They're just some, they're a YouTube channel that makes videos. Oh, and Dennis okay. Prager is pretty far okay. right. So actually. he, he, he um, hosted and posted uh, from PragerU, apparently. And he went through that whole, uh, Trump said that white nationalists are good people and KKK members are good people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he never, ever said never that. Said what he it. was talking about is there were two sets of peaceful protesters about the statue. Right, right being taken down he said on both sides of the peaceful protesters he was sure there were very fine people yeah mm-hmm. but that lie has been floating around no, but for years i, I understand years, that yeah, but that that's see that's the thing it's it's even become beto has been using that in one in, in his campaign he needs speeches to go away. he yeah. really needs it look Kristen. I am not a far righty. I'm not a far lefty. I'm pretty much in the middle. Anti-lying. What Cory Booker and Beto O'Rourke did to try to better their own chances on the bodies of all these dead people, they both need to go away. They're disgusting human beings. Yeah. This rhetoric is not helping anybody. It really no. isn't. Can we get a deep? So I was just telling everybody before I got here, uh, Kristen, that I was watching CNN and, and Kate Bolden's on there. Kate Bolden this morning looks like somebody kicked her right in the stomach. She she doesn't like the news that this guy in Dayton, Ohio, was pro Antifa and a way far lefty. Uh, mm. Oh, you didn't know that? I know. Well, I'm not into people that are far right, far left because it's just like no, no, exactly. Everything is so extreme. No, you're for right. Me to listen to. Well, the problem is the news is reporting it as if there's a bunch of white nationalist Nazis going around killing people Which in the name of true. racism, but. That's not and true. Trump. And now that, that the news is coming out that that's not what's happening, then they have to, you know, retool their efforts. I think the problem that they had, and look, I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm in the same boat you are, Kristen. I'm not pro far left, pro far right, none of it. I like the middle ground. Everybody kind of gets along and all the rest of it. But I think Kate Bolden looks like somebody kicked her in the stomach because CNN, on CNN, the head of the white nationalist party said, what are you talking about? We hate Donald Trump. He's not one of us. <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> Whoops. Who likes him, Ed? Well, I don't think anybody does. <laughs> I mean, I can tolerate him as much as I... I don't think the President Obama should have done what he did either. I, I think he should have shut up and stayed out of it because it was pretty clear he was anti-Trump and blaming it on Trump when actually uh, these shootings doubled in, during his presidency. And I certainly don't blame Obama for that, not at all. But by the same token, you can't blame this kind of psychotic behavior on the president of the United States, whether it's Obama or Trump. It's ridiculous. No, but I will say that because the Republicans are in power, they're going to take more of the heat because yeah, there hasn't. That's true. We can go and talk about Mitch McConnell not having uh, the bill that the House passed go before the Senate. And I think that right. that is a valid discussion. Um, I don't know what gun control looks like, but we got to do something in yeah. california yeah. i will say you know we've we've passed a lot of laws um the law came into play july 1st and they've already turned away over a hundred uh or they've denied you know permits or gun purchases to over a hundred people good based off of this now of course we did have the gilroy garlic festival shooting but the right. guy bought the gun in nevada so again right. i think we talked about this last week state by state this is an issue because you can cross state lines yeah. with your gun yeah. and do whatever you want Kristen, how long ago was it you were dating Mitch McConnell? That was that more than ten years ago. Oh my God, I don't think I would last one minute in a room with Mitch McConnell. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't even know where to start with him, honestly, because I'd be like, Oh my God. Well, let me um, just tell you something, sister. Would you ever, if you were Mitch McConnell, because he's pretty well hated right now, I wouldn't eat out at a restaurant. I'd be afraid people were spitting in my food. I, You know what I mean? I would want to go to the yeah. grocery store. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, I mean, it is scary, because when you're going to take such a hard stance on something, you are going to probably upset about 50% of the population. Yeah. I, I didn't like it, to tell you the truth. I'm not, we're not going to spend the whole day talking about politics here, but this just came up just now that, uh, you know, the, these things that was just announced on CNN, as a matter of fact, uh, about an hour, an hour and a half ago, something like that, that this guy is actually way, way far left. He's pro-Antifa. He's not a white nationalist in any way, shape, or form. So they lied about that for two days, and that was all the media that lied about that because he didn't know the facts. So if you didn't do your work, you're a liar. You know, that's just how it is. But I just, um, I don't know. The whole situation needs to calm down. We need to stop. Be- I did not like it, 
Kristen, people going after Neil deGrasse Tyson and Tom Brokaw, and mm-hmm. all they were doing was trying to say, hey, you know, the hatred across the board needs to stop. I know. And then the Twitter that, trolls just hated him for they, that. They hated him for saying, <laughs> don't hate people. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just almost laughable. I mean, these people, look, Neil deGrasse Tyson I've talked to a few times, nicest guy, brilliant, brilliant man. Mm-hmm. Catherine and I had dinner with Tom Brokaw several years ago. Could not have been nicer. You know, really nice to drink. But, you know, he's a decent guy. But but I just hate to see that, people going after Tom Brokaw. This man was the voice of the people for so many years. Yeah, he might know a few things, but yeah. now he's an older white male, <laughs> so right. he's got to be evil. So he's horrible now. But you know what's interesting? But this is interesting. Dan Rather has become a voice. Yeah, he has. Um, yep. In this political yep. climate. And he had a pretty big downfall, and now I feel like he's back. It um, seems like it. It's really interesting. I, I talked to Dan Rather about three months ago, and he misquoted Martin Luther King, and I was going to correct him. I went, nah, it's Dan Rather. I'll let it go. <laughs> he's about he's 90, very- isn't he? I don't know how old he is. His his photo looks like he always did. Like when he was fifty, he looked like that. When he was sixty five, yeah. he looked like that. Probably when he was forty, he looked like that. Kristen, was that you that punched him when he said, "What's the frequency, Kenneth?" Was that you? <laughs> I was a little bit young for that, but um, that <laughs> I bet you were. Yeah. Was hilarious. Yep. <laughs> that was hilarious because a lot of people, if you're not following pop culture, didn't understand what any of that was. No, no, it's true. Ralphie, you were going to say something. That's passed out of my mind. My <laughs> mind. No, I just, I know what it is. Is it's that you, out of you my mind. the thing that, you, and you've said this, like the '60s, the thing that shakes the the uh, action people out of the extremes are hatred. Is hatred. Yeah, it is. And the continued mm-hmm. ongoing hatred um, at, w- at whatever level, <laughs> both sides. That is what really is is uh, emboldening these people to act yeah. out. Yep. It's you know, true. and and you know they, they you want to make use that argument that it's uh, the the people the people are acting out and their racism is more prominent now because of what Trump says, but you could use the same argument to say that the race riots in St. Louis were as were a result of what Obama said. Yeah, you could say that. No, no, you know. So yeah. I don't think either of those are legitimate arguments. No, but that is but that's a reality. I mean, you, you the pre, and, and maybe the president does have an opportunity to change things like that. I don't know. I hope so. I hope we all have an opportunity to change things because, look, if I can get along with Kristen Bird, you can get along with anybody. That's all I know. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree? She's tough. Absolutely. She's tough. <laughs> I'm so tough to get along with. But, uh, yeah, I think that everybody in this room, everybody where you are, Kristen, we're all sick to death of the far left and the far right, and they've got to shut up and go away. They really do. My God. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is hurting this country. And it is. I think, you know, for this, for all of us who are in the middle, and I mean, I am not a member of either party. And Neither. it's one of those things. I left the Democrat Party. I was a Democrat. Mm-hmm. I was a registered Democrat. But I felt like my voice just wasn't being served in that party. And it wasn't being served in the other party. And it really isn't necessarily being served in a third party either. So mm-hmm. I just was like, I'm going out on my own. And I, I think that... Um, a lot of times, I, w- I really wish we would have a wonderful, like, either third-party candidate yes. or yeah. someone to run too. independently or someone that's even a moderate Democrat or Republican to be a voice of reason in all of this nonsense. That would be really, really nice. I just think people are looking for a little bit of respite from all this. They're sick to death of of the anger and the hatred. and they just There are some wonderful stories. A six-year-old boy was out yesterday selling lemonade. He was selling lemonade because his father is dying and he wants to raise enough money so his father can take his mother on one last date before he oh, dies. My God. That's oh my what God. human beings are right there. Wonderful story. There's a black man in America today down in Louisiana who's giving free haircuts to everyone because he wants to serve his community. There are wonderful people out there doing wonderful things, but man, do you have to dig for those stories? I'll tell you that. Mm. They're not on the front page. But this... I wish they were because yeah. don't you feel, I'm not really someone that's been ridden with anxiety, but I feel like I have more moments of anxiety now. Yeah. Um, just because listening to the news, listening mm-hmm. to people fight, uh, you know, having watching Twitter sometimes and watching the exchanges, like I oftentimes I just have to walk away. Can't do it. It gives me, it makes me all a little anxious inside, which is crazy. And when did when did news coverage turn into just 
arguments and screaming at each other. Opinions, all Opi- opinions. All opinions. All opinions. You know, you, any of them, any of the ones you, they, they get into these arguments, these micturating contests, and I'm just Ooh, like, I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, that's why I don't listen to the news. I just, well, don't, when you don't, you can't get anything out of it because you don't know who's telling the truth, you know? Right. So. Yeah, because of you from now on, Ralph, uh, well, actually, it's been going on for a couple of years. Whenever I have to go to the bathroom, I tell people I have to micturate. And I just get up and leave. And that's your fault. I'd like to point that out. It's all your fault. But, yeah, it's, um, there. like I said, there there are five of us sitting here, and we're all very even-keel people. No ex- nut job views. Some are left. Some are right. Some are centrist. That's great. I know you now for, for six, almost seven years, Kristen. And, mm-hmm. you know, even though you're, you're a commie. <laughs> Ralph just whispering. Every week, I know every, every week, week you get it. Makes it. Me laugh. No, it's so absurd. <laughs> but anyway, you know you're very even keel. Everybody I know is even keel, but man, you turn it over to some of these nut jobs, and boy, they can't. They hate every. They hate Tom Brokaw. They hate Neil deGrasse Tyson, and they hate. They hate everybody. I, I every every time we start the podcast, I see Kristen reaching over to the wall. And taking down, you know, the big red flag with a, uh, you know, the the hammer and sickle hammer on the it, sickle. and she just drapes it over herself. Oh, she, really? <laughs> she wraps herself in the fabric of communism. I totally see her making a martini before she talks. Oh, and that, yeah, exactly. and that too. Yeah, exactly. It's only God, nine I gotta o'clock. call the Tom Bernard podcast. Nine o'clock in the morning, she's getting hammered. <laughs> gotta take a shot. It's oh my fun. gosh, yeah. Nine o'clock in the morning. I was finishing up my workout when Kathy called. I was like, I just got in the house and my phone had been on Do Not Disturb, so I thought I had missed you guys. No, we we would wait for you anyway. We can't do the show without you. Thanks. It's true. I'm your Tuesday nine a.m. treat. Now I'm uncomfortable. Now I'm uncomfortable. I uh, we only got about a minute and a half left, but I just it came up this morning about FICA and the fact that. I am now on Medicare, and they won't pay for anything, uh, which I thought was rather interesting. Oh, so, was insurance didn't pay anything either. So yeah, they didn't pay anything either. I guess so you're they, hanging out to dry. They're really doing a great job of that. But I, uh, I through a little uh, education from our listeners, I did my my so far my contribution to FICA over my my life has been eight hundred twenty five thousand dollars. Right. I am never right. going to see one dime of that. It's never going to happen. Um, and I don't care. You know what? I've had a wonderful life. I've got a great family. I have wonderful friends. I have a great job. I'm very, very happy. But do me a favor. If you're going to keep the $825,000, could you stop telling me I'm not doing my fair share? That's all I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Just don't tell me I'm not doing my fair share because you stole the money. I didn't. Right? That's fair, isn't it? Yep. I mean, if you put it in the bank at 10% interest, that's just me, just my part. You could you could give enough money to a homeless to five homeless people every year to live for the rest of their lives. Just the part that I've kicked in, and you wouldn't have to spend any of the principal even to do it. Why can't you figure this out, ladies and gentlemen, in Washington D.C.? Invest the money wisely instead of pissing it away on your little pet projects, right? Then you could take yeah, care. There, there, there wouldn't be any homeless people. But don't you feel? I really feel strongly about this. I feel like lobbyists ruin everything. No question. Because so many people are bought and sold yeah. um, yep. by lobbyists contributing to their campaigns. And I, I frankly don't understand why it's allowed. Well, we have to take a break. But once again, Kristen Burt is in the Kool-Aid, but she doesn't know what flavor it is. <laughs> I still don't know what the hell he meant by that. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. We'll be right back more with Kristen Burt with the family. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. <laughs> God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we like love working one. with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. You I still are. never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't like <laughs> 
Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. We're not gonna take it. (laughs) So Kristen Bird. Yes. You didn't hear me during the break, did you? I didn't. Oh, so good. if you were talking poorly about me. <laughs> no, I was being nice to you, and I was hoping you didn't. You couldn't hear it. Oh. I was being very complimentary, and I, I was like, God, I hope she can't hear this. She'll be very <laughs> difficult to work with from now on. My ego is horrible. <laughs> yeah, ego. She'll be more, di- more difficult to work with. Oh, uh, God, it's wonderful. It doesn't, my ego doesn't fit through the door. <laughs> okay, I got to run, run this past everybody on the show. Uh, so the ragweed is just blooming like mad in Minnesota, and I'm really allergic to ragweed. Mm-hmm. So this morning I got up and I was like, you know what else we can do on the show? <laughs> so I said, I got to do something. I grab a Zyrtec, I take it, I feel phenomenal, right? I feel great. It cleared mm-hmm. my voice up a little bit. I mean, it's still a little bit there, but not as bad as it was. And I looked, and it, I, seriously, it worked wonderfully. I looked on the bottle and it said, expires 2017. I haven't taken that bottle all oh. week. I found it in the back of the medicine cabinet. <laughs> Why like, do they say it expired? It didn't expire. Because it becomes less effective yeah. over time. Yeah. Well, well I'd be hired to kite if it were more effective, I'll tell you that. <laughs> really? It does? Zyrtec? It oh, makes it ma- you yeah, feel different? It made me feel great. It make feel me feel great. anything except for less itchy. Yeah, really? no, it's an <laughs> antihistamine. Yeah, it works for me great. Maybe I get hot. Maybe I'll just get high. And, hey, you want a drink? No, I'll have an antihistamine. <laughs> <laughs> A little oh, so cannabis and antihistamine. You were asking about Maxine Waters? <laughs> yes. Okay, she doesn't even live in her own district. She doesn't? Well, no, of course she represents not. District 43, okay. which includes the high gang. crime, high gang area of South Central LA. Ooh. That's where she oh, is. Oh, and she's telling us how to do it? Yeah. Oh, okay, Maxine. She lives in Hancock Park. Isn't that where not you far, live? Not far from Beverly Hills. You live in Hancock Park, oh, don't oh. you, Kristen? Ah. Oh, I would love that. I don't. <laughs> I would love that. Maxine Waters worth $8 million, and nobody can figure out where she got it. Yeah, and huh. she, yeah she just was tweeting about how Curious. horrible it is in Chicago. It's like, maybe you mm. want to look at your own backyard, sweetie. <clears throat> no, I guarantee you that the, the far-left psychopaths, would, what I'm about to say, they'll go, oh, my God, that's so racist. But it's not. Uh, if they, ever bring, no. back, if they ever, ever bring back Sanford and Son, she should play on Esther. <laughs> Maxine Waters would be a great honest. I don't remember. Fred Sanford. I loved how she used to go after Fred Sanford on that show. Really, the only thing I remember about that show is him constantly saying, Elizabeth, I'm coming I'm to join you. Lamont, you big That's dummy. That's all I remember. I love that show. <laughs> Kristen, did you watch Sanford the Sun when you were a kid? Um, I watched reruns. Oh, I didn't watch God. the first run. Yeah. I just <laughs> loved that show. It was They just laid it out there, man. On Esther coming over. Hey, Lamont, you know some Aunt Esther's here. You know, I don't know if you know this or not, but there's a woman used to live next door to us, was the ugliest woman in St. Louis, and then Aunt Esther moved here and took over the championship. Uh, <laughs> didn't, he, didn't, they, didn't he run a junkyard or something? Yeah, or yeah he a junkyard. Step to one son did. in Britain. Yeah. yeah, okay. Every time my husband is messy, I go, boo boo <laughs> <laughs> See, that's wonderful. Red Fox did great stand-up, too. He would, oh, God. He oh, I guess brilliant. he was filthy. Well, he was, and, yeah. and he, he, it was a lot of blue material. But one thing I do remember when I, one time I saw is that he, he would light a cigarette as sort of a punctuation to his comedy. It would take a puff, and then 
you put it down and then light another cigarette. And it was just lighting these cigarettes continually. Right. Not really smoking, just lighting smoking. cigarettes like and just prop. talking. Oh, yeah, it's a prop. Yeah. Very interesting. It's all true. No, no Yeah, I, I loved Red Fox. Lamont was great on there. What was his name again? His real name? Oh, I don't remember. Lawrence. Was it Lawrence? No. What the hell was, what was Lamont's <clears throat> real name? God, I don't, I, I don't It's terrible that I can't remember his real name, but what are you going to do? Freddie he, Prince. Did you That's know Freddie it. Prince was on uh, what was he? DeMond Chico Wilson. DeMond Wilson, there you go. I don't know if you should name your Chico kid Chico and the Man. Chico, Chico and the Man. Chico and the Man, that's exactly Forgot right. about that show. You know how he died, Catherine? No. Chico? No. Yeah, he was sitting on the couch it watching TV with his family, reached inside the couch cushion, pulled out a gun, and shot himself in the face. Well. Woo! That's a little dramatic. That's yeah. Uh... Too bad because Freddie Prinze was a good guy. Freddie Prinze mm-hmm. Jr. is a really nice. You ever deal with him at all, Kristen? Freddie Prinze Jr.? Oh. Um, I have interviewed him. He's very nice. He's a very nice guy. I don't know. I don't see him in anything anymore. Maybe he made enough money. He just he said, forget this. I don't want to do this anymore. He works behind the scenes. He does a lot of directing. Oh, that's right. He does. Um, yeah. And some writing and. He and his wife, Sarah Michelle Geller, kind of do have a little cooking empire going on. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. I did yeah, not know that. Yeah, she has a, uh, a product called Food Stirs, and I believe that's the correct name. But um, <clears throat> it's a lot of, uh, like, cake mixes and things like that without all of the crazy food dyes and chemicals and things oh. like that. Oh, okay. Nice. That's good. But geared towards kids and parents cooking in the kitchen together, you know, because kids love to bake. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. Do you know about the story Red Fox was the first black man that ever appeared on stage doing comedy in Las Vegas before a white audience? Did you know that? No, I really? didn't know that. Yeah. He was the very first black comedian to appear before a white audience in Las Vegas, the very first one to, to appear at a white casino is what they called it back then. Because there were segregated there casinos? Were, there was a black casino, and they, all the rest were white for casinos. So Red Fox walks out on stage and for, in front of a 100% white audience, Black guy walks out on stage, lights a cigarette, as Ralph just said, takes the mic and said, I don't care what color you are, you got to wash your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and people well, just roared with laughter. He's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. So he made a very, very good point there, but you know. So Kristen, I've been watching, I've only seen one episode so far of City on a Hill. Kevin Bacon in a Boston FBI cop show. Uh, have you seen it? I have not seen it yet. Uh, I don't know if you're going to uh, like I it. Kevin. No, it's not good. Oh, well, no, it's, it's good, it's, but it's, it's a heavily it's, guy deal. It's just really one of those really foul cop shows, you know? Well, it's Boston, though, which is, of yeah. course, my hometown. And I yes. like to go and listen to shows. Because I like to hear how authentic or inauthentic the accents are. Yeah. Oh. Because if they're inauthentic, yeah. it takes me right out of the show and well, I can't watch it Well, I guess anymore. that's, yeah, the, the opening, he, Kevin Bacon was talking to other cop, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Um, but originally, I was like, what accent is this? It's exactly how I felt. I'm like, man, they need to work into that better, I think. I was watching, we have a guy on Thursdays here, Doug Sprinthal, he's a, matter of fact, I met him because they're a big advertiser on the morning show and on this show. And we were watching something one time. I don't remember what it was. This guy's doing a Boston accent. And he looks at me and goes, that's a Maine accent, not a Boston accent. The guy was doing a Maine accent. Yeah. He's supposed to be in Boston. But other than that, you know. They are very different. Well, they actually, yeah, to a lot of people, they sound the same, but they're very different. Mm-hmm. You're right. So, yeah, City on a Hill, I think it, it's a guy thing. I, I some women would like it, but but it's... It's all about filth and backstabbing and, you know, closed-door meetings and all. That's what it's about. It's probably another one of those series that that starts out really, really rank and raw just to get your attention and then maybe gets into the story later, which I I get so bored with that. Yeah, I get so bored with that. Yeah. Well, it's so like, far oh, we're end. shocking. We can say anything. Well, you've been able to say anything for many, many yeah, years. It's just not a big thing that's anymore. True. Unlike Game of Thrones, though, he hasn't had sex with his sister yet, thank God. Yeah. I've never. Uh. That was all I could stand at Game of Thrones. I saw him having sex with his sister. I'm like, okay, I'm out. I'm uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> and Catherine's comment, a little too rapey for her. Yeah. <laughs> just a, a little. little. too rapey. <laughs> okay, that's really nice. That so, fine line. So, uh, Michael Bryant, who's also an advertiser on this show, on the morning show, he heard me talking this morning about, um, we were looking for a movie to watch on Saturday night, family was mm-hmm. over, I'm going to watch a little movie, oh it was great, yeah. 
we had on our uh, on our uh, Roku. 29,738 movies, and I could not find a movie to watch out of almost 30,000 movies. And Michael Bryan said, you know, you talked about the fact that you spent two hours looking for a movie and never found one. Why didn't you just go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and just forget about it? I agree <laughs> with that statement. Totally. Shazam. Now, if Tom says he wants to watch a movie, I'm like, okay, start on Tuesday. And then by, you know, the weekend you might find one. Saturday night? Yeah, maybe. Possibly. Yeah. It's an outside chance anyway. But I'm going to tell you guys what movie not to see because it's the saddest thing I ever saw. Uh-oh. <laughs> The Art of Racing in the Rain. The Art of oh, really? If you have a pet, if you have a pet, you do not want to see this movie. Oh. I went to the premiere last week, and I turned to my friend in the middle of the premiere, and I was like, why is this a movie? Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. I couldn't stop crying. And then I walked down Hollywood Boulevard, my friend, like, sobbing. It, it just hit me. I mean, and it's, I mean, there's, like, it's about a dog a dog over his lifetime that Kevin Costner voices the dog and it's not a family movie by any means but it really is a, a man and his dog story but oh. his wife has cancer there's a no. custody battle there's so much <laughs> oh, man. No. no why is that a movie I agree why oh my god <laughs> You know, the dog gets hit by a car. Guess what? The dog, you know, I mean, it goes on and on. And I, it hit me in the gut. And the next day, I had PTSD from this movie. And I was like, and I was like holding my cat, like rocking myself to sleep. I mean, it's (laughs) (laughs) you have to be super, I'm a marshmallow, but listen, this was, this was gut-wrenching. When we went into the El Capitan Theater, they gave us Kleenex. And then they handed Kleenex out again when we left the theater. Oh my God. Oh, that was. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I'm just warning you guys, if you go see it, you have to be in kind of like, I need a depressing movie. That's mm-hmm. it. And art, the art of what in the rain? Racing? Racing in the rain. It's a very well-known book. A lot of people have read it. Um, and it, uh, Kevin Costner is the do- plays the dog's voice. Um, Milo Ventimiglia is the, the, um, is the, the main character. His wife is Amanda Seyfried. And um, it's very well done. It's very well acted. But, man, Too sad. Well, it's you, a downer. It's so sad. Maybe if you need a good cry. If you do, this mm. is 100% the movie to go to. It'll be very cathartic, I think, if you need to cry. But then you'll probably cry some more. Oh. All right, full disclosure, Kristen, because you did it to me again. Full disclosure. Yes. I was doing a and a and speech at Hazelden, you know, the... Uh, the, you know Hazelden, right? Drug and yeah, alcohol rehab. Gonna, so they invited me out to do a speech in front of a bunch of people, do a Q&A about my life, and then do a little speech and all the rest of it. I I was asked about my mother, and I started to talk about her, and my voice cracked. Oh. It was like, I, I'm a, I apologize, but I was very, very close to my mother. That was very tough. I, I was talking, and all of a sudden my voice just cracked. I almost burst into tears was unbelievable. I cry all the time. I'm one of those. I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm sad. I cry Alex. when I'm frustrated. You're Alex, yeah. part two. I'm Alex. Alex is definitely a big crier. And, you know, I, I, I think there's a real benefit to being able to cry and to yep, get some to sort out. That's a way to in your brain to sort out emotions and what, what the endorphins are or anything like that. But I think that's important. Anybody, nobody should be embarrassed. That that happens to them. No, and God, no, I'm not. I, I was. No. I, I, get, I love being a happy crier too. Uh, see, I, 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 I cry way too hard at funerals, and I cry I way too hard at weddings. Like I cry, sobbing cry at funerals. I don't Happiness even have to know sorrow. the person, and I am just like yeah. a disaster. Oh, I know it's a, it's a, it's real sadness, and what and so many things like that do remind you of your. Of the of the time, you know, you're going to have to go through at a variety of times. Oh yeah. God, yeah. And it's just there, there, there's a real a real roughness to it. But I, I think that crying it helps you with that process of uh, coping <laughs> and uh, grief uh, processing. Uh, yeah. yeah. We have some friends that you know lost a close family member, uh, you know, 20, 30 years ago, and they're maybe 40 years ago, and they've never gotten past all the the griefing process, and they're just all messed up. It's yeah. sad, sad, sad. That's true. When I was at uh, Vince Flynn's funeral. No, oh, I wouldn't even go. No, you wouldn't oh. go. It was a very, very large crowd. And um, Tim Pawlenty and Mary Pawlenty were sitting next to me. And Tim asked me if he'd put 
if I'd put his sunglasses in my purse. And I did. But then I started crying and crying and crying. And I brought one of those little things of tissues, you know, because I knew I was going to cry. And I kept, I had nowhere to put them, so I was shoving them in my bag. Whoops. So I gave them back in sunglasses. They were all covered in snot. When you were in snot. Oh. That's really not. I'm like, do you want me to just throw these away, or do you want, do you want to take them? I don't, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know I was going to be such a blubbering mess for the entire two hours. Well, Vince is very, what was he when he died, 46? Well, think? see, and I hadn't, I didn't see him in his end days. Um, no, I so didn't it so I remembered him as, you know, strong, you know, strapping, you know, Vince. I yeah. didn't I, I didn't see him decline because no. he was very private about that. And so it was just Oh, he had an open casket? No, no, no. Oh, thank no. God. But when oh. when his when his, when the girls took roses oh, up and put yeah. him up on the kid, that's when I lost it. I was like, Those little oh. kids lost their dad. I was I was gone. Yeah, I understand. I mean I should really just excuse myself, Nick. I'm I, I don't go to funerals or weddings. I don't do it. I'm there. sure people were just like, what is wrong with her? Because, I mean, I well, you full and, on cry. You and Vince got along very, very well. I know, but I shouldn't have blubbered like that. Nope, nothing wrong with it. Nothing well, wrong. Exactly. We'll take a break. Be right back more with Kristen Burt and Catherine crying right after this. <laughs> What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Love this song, too. Cassie plays a lot of songs that I like. I don't know how she knows. But it works out that way. It is good. Not much, but, you know, not to be critical, but I'm going to be critical. Not much Motown. You know, what's, you're racist. racist. You're I ra- said Motown. You're a racist. She plays Motown. Yeah. You I played yeah. Oh, yeah, you are a racist. Motown. Yeah, you said you admitted it. Yeah. I've played Marvin Gaye many of times. Anti-Motown. Yeah. And Stevie Wonder. I know, but that's not Motown. That's not like. Stevie Wonder? He's very Motown. Not, that's not Martha Reeves. And the Vandellas, baby. The Vandellas. <laughs> you know, that's not, uh, you know, it's the like Fotops. It's wave. No, the Fotops. It's not the Temps. It's not, what's, you know. Kristen, do you like R&B music? I do. I do too. Um, it's my favorite music of all time. I, I love heard she R&B. likes gangster rap the best. <laughs> she likes flashlights. I like some good old school rap. Like who? Sugar uh, Hill Gang. I grew up. I grew up with like NWA. I grew up with like Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a second. Good. Outcast. I'm sorry. You grew up with Outcast? No, you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Outcast is a. Yeah, I went Outcast. Yeah. Yeah, but NWA and BC Boys are kind of like classic. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know this, Kristen. What does NWA stand for? <laughs> <laughs> that is God. that is as far as I go. Northwest <laughs> Airlines, sister. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Northwest Airlines. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't forget Big Daddy Kane and Grandmaster Flash. That's IT, right. Yeah. Ice T is your pilot. It's great. <laughs> exactly. I got to be honest with you. I uh, 
George Clinton, man. I love George Clinton. Parliament Funkadelic. Mm-hmm. God, what a great... Flashlight. Yeah, flashlight. I, I loved it. I thought it was wonderful. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, flashlight's a great... That's what he does. He goes, flashlight. It is neon not really, light. It's not really the lyrics. It's just the, the, the <laughs> instrumental beat yes. to it of do, funk do, music. Do, is do, just... Yeah. Do, do, do. It gets you in a good mood. I know. It makes you want to dance around. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, Michael O'Brien, I took him to a Twins game once. I believe it was the World Series in 1987. I took him to a World Series game. 1987, and on the way back home, I played Atomic Dog by Parliament Funkadelic. Mm-hmm. I think that's why he became a musician. He, he's, what's that song? That's a great <laughs> song. It's Atomic Dog. Yeah. Bow, wow, wow, yippee, you took Michael O'Brien to wow, yippee, yo, yippee, Yeah, because our Andy was only one year old. I didn't think he wanted to go. Yeah, he didn't like stadium sounds as a child. <laughs> no, he did not. He did not indeed. So, Kristen, what do we have coming up that we should go see or watch on television? <laughs> well, for anyone who watches Glow, that season three is coming back on Friday on Netflix. Oh, I, I love, love that. Uh, I I started watching it because of you, and Alex started watching it because of me, and it's been it's been spreading. <laughs> you watch <laughs> wrestling movie show. Now, Glow is hilarious. Gorgeous ladies, a wrestling. It's, yeah, it's very a wrestling show. yeah. It's good. It's really good. We had, uh, what's her name on? It's a fun she show. She was really good. Oh, yeah, one of the actresses one in the show. One of the actresses in yeah. Glow was on. She yeah. was great. Aren't you going to have a local reporter yes, I'm calling hoping. in about that? Yes. We are working on some audio for that. Oh, good. Yes. Good. You're, a, you're hopefully gonna, next week. You're going to have mm-hmm. a, a surprise guest reporter, I understand. Yes. Mm-hmm. How come there's no g- Gamal, gorgeous men of wrestling? Gamal. <laughs> Where's Gamal? <laughs> well, the gorgeous no. men of wrestling. I don't know that. <laughs> I, don't know that. You know? I don't know that. I don't know that. You know, there's a handful of men that may want to, you know, we get a kick out of that. I'd like to see that show. These guys wearing a lot of tight clothes. There's a lot of uh, lot of uh, homoeroticism in that. Spandex. Exactly. Spandex. I'm gonna, did you um, screen Where'd You Go, Bernadette, yet, Kristen? I have not. Um, I've been busy screening 90210. Oh. <laughs> you grow up. I never I'm watched not, you know it. What? That hit like that hit the right time for me. So those shows were epic for me growing up. Mm. And um, this is interesting. I mean, it's a reboot. It's a revival within a reboot. So it's all of the character, or all of the cast playing themselves or heightened versions of themselves, deciding whether they're going to do a reboot. Oh, okay. I wonder so if it's it all... kind of like. Yeah, it's a weird little premise, but um, it, you know what? It's really hard because there's no Luke Perry. He wasn't going to do the oh, show anyway because he right. was tied up in, in oh. um, his other show, Riverdale. However, I think he probably would have made a cameo, but it, there is no 90210 without Luke Perry. I like Luke Perry. Dylan. I always did like him. He's fantastic. Yep. Such yep, a loss. Was, it really was, is. It, I agree. Yeah, he had that small cameo, and I missed it because I had to go to the bathroom, but in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I'm like, right. where would they have fit him in this movie? Luke but, Perry was in it? Yeah, it was like a very brief, like, oh, really? I didn't know a that. couple minutes on screen. Why don't you just pee your pants next You cannot time. have any <laughs> liquids if you go to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, God, no. You have to use the, no liquids, and you use the restroom right before the movie starts, and then you'll have to run right after the movie's over. No, or, I thought the first hour was super boring. It was. <laughs> it was. So can't you pee then? It's slow. It's slow. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's just slow. And I can't remember exactly where he came in in his cameo. But, yeah, that's the one part I missed. Hmm. One thing, reason I... Um, I just think, you know, for the for um, Tom, you should just wait until you get your screener at the end of the year. Because it'll be nominated. And SAG will send a nice little DVD to your house. Yeah, that's very true. They'll do that. I, I've, I've t- been told by everybody I know that I have to see it. Just because of the salute to KHJ Boss Radio. They said I'd love that. Mm-hmm. 93KHJ Boss Radio. Oh, that they have, yours. What they have, like, Charlie Tuna? They Charlie had, Tuna. Have you seen it? So, Kristen, you've seen it? Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of time talking about KHJ Radio, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, a little tribute there. You'll love it. it is it true? So who did they do the tribute to? Was it to Charlie Tuna? I don't remember. Do you remember, Kathy? Oh. No, I don't. Nice fans of radio. <laughs> Way Sorry, to go. I don't remember. I know. Typical. I know. I was like, I don't 
Yeah, don't worry about <laughs> I, our I feelings. I was taking notes on radio. I'm sorry. <laughs> now that's true. I understand, but she fell short. I do want to see it because even though he's a flaming prick, I, I like Leonardo DiCaprio as an actor, and Brad Pitt. I always like his stuff, like going way back to True Romance and all the rest of it. So I do like the people that are in it. I just never got him. Ooh, I don't, Brad Pitt? This, no, I just don't get him. This is probably mm. my favorite role I've ever seen him in. Really? I really liked his character, and I really liked <clears throat> the way he, I don't know, his expressions on his face and just the way he, and he looked like Robert Redford, so he was easy on the eyes. Oh. Yeah, he, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. it's true. So I don't know. I, I really What's liked that him look in over it. there? Oh, Robert Redford. What? <laughs> He's got that Celtic kind of skin. He's a what is it? He it's does long? have Celtic skin. You're Celtic right. skin. It's all. It's all. It's a lot of. He's got a lot of eating cancers on his face. Yeah, he was a handsome man. Though. Oh God, he yes. was in his day. Absolutely. Oh, okay, Robert Redford, Paul Newman. Oh, that's, that's a, a hard one. That's a tough call right there. That's Kristen, a hard one. Robert Redford, Paul Newman. I still oh, think boy. Paul Newman has to raise his hand I say in Paul heaven. Paul Newman. Name a Jew who looks nothing like a Jew. <laughs> Paul Newman. That's got, for sure. I mean, there are plenty of handsome Jewish men. That's not what I'm saying, but he, blue eyes. He's got this. Very blue eyes. Like, he does not look Jewish at all. Not at no. all. It's like, yeah, it's like my son-in-law. He looks. Like, he doesn't look like a Yurok tribe member. No, he at doesn't. All. I mean, he's more Norwegian or Scandinavian. I mean, I have to go watch Slapshot again. That was such a great. That movie. was a great movie. Love Paul it. Newman was a great actor. Did you ever see Cool Hand Luke? Yes. Oh, God, what a great movie. <laughs> You've seen that, haven't you, Kristen? Yes. I love that movie. And, and The Hustler. Love it. The Hustler, he was great in that, too. Paul Newman. God, he was a... Did he and Marlon Brando ever act together? I don't I don't know if they ever did. I don't know. Good question. I have no Good idea. Question. Paul Newman and Marlon Brando? In the same movie. I don't. Maybe they did, but I don't remember it if they did. I'd like to know where they found the guy that played Steve McQueen in Once Upon a Time, because he looked just like did Steve he really? McQueen. I was like, Whoa, I love Steve McQueen, too. He that was, was terrific. weird. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think they ever did work together, because that, that would not have worked for Marlon Brando. Oh, they got a guy better looking than me. <laughs> they got a guy better looking than I am. going to have to start posturing all the time they around Paul start, Newman. start posturing. I've exactly. never heard anything bad about Paul Newman. No. Like, nope. he wasn't a <clears throat> jerk no, or t- tough to work with. I can't imagine him well, putting up oh, with I Marlon Brando. I could Brando. find something. Well, one of the, I they were both, so. well, Paul Newman and Steve McQueen both were race car drivers. Yeah. 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 And, yep. they, and they drove, uh, I think they, they may have driven in Le Mans. They drove the women in wild. Mans. Is what they they drove them wild. <laughs> but one of, the, one of the two was a little bit difficult at the track. He wasn't as that friendly was Steve as... McQueen. Okay, I don't, Steve McQueen could be difficult. Yeah, he was. They were a little bit more competitive at the track, and were kind of. Well, that's probably difficult. true. They probably, not, they're probably both. Not in a bad way. I mean, it just has to do with competition and you know that sport, and there's a thousand pieces to it. And so it's not. I would say it's bad, but that's the only thing I've ever heard about Paul Newman being sort of average. There were always oh, rumors really? about him being up at the Brainerd. He always was. Up there. He always was. He was racing. Oh, yeah, he really he was. was. Racing, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Indeed, and what did he true. eat and drink every day, Kristen? Paul Newman, every day of his life, he well, adult life. Lemonade? He ate and drank something every day. His salad dressing. No, his salad dressing wasn't his, around his yet. His popcorn. Popcorn oh. and beer. That's oh. exactly, he always had well, he has very good popcorn. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he has very okay. good popcorn. Yeah, popcorn's wonderful. Now, but... He's the one that was married to Joanne Woodward, right? Yeah, that's correct. And is she still alive? Yep. Okay. Well, last I checked, she's so, still alive. So who's running the empire? The Paul Newman uh, well, that's organic. A, that's a charity, so. I thought his kids were. I thought his kids were running his estate. Hopefully, it's nobody ever worked for me because the money's all gone if, if they're running it. If you know, <laughs> he goes, "Oh, there we go." Nah, he's fine. I do buy. I do buy his products though. To this day, Fig Newmans and. Oh, yeah, Fig it, Newmans are good. They're great. And it goes to charity. It goes to Hole in the Wall Gang. It that does. Camp. I think it's Kids with Cancer. Kids with Cancer. That's why it Can't works argue for with me. that. Works mm. for me. Um, God, there was a movie coming out, I thought, in the next next couple of weeks that I wanted to see, but I can't remember what the hell it is now. Yeah, but then you'll find out that it's one minute past two hours, and then <laughs> nope, you won't go. And you won't go see it. <laughs> you nope. won't go see it. It's 121 minutes. Forget nope. it. I'm not watching. Uh, that, that bath, yes. you know, they should have, if you've passed an hour and a half, they should be required to have an intermission. 
You go. I, I don't. It really. I'm with you on that. It's it's biz, It's I, not good business sense for the theaters. It would be everything for the I theaters agree. to go out. Oh, yeah. Because by go. then you're hungry. Too. What do they used to sing at the uh, drive-in? Let's go to. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby. Yeah, bring it back. Let's go out to the lobby to get some seven up. <laughs> yeah, get you, get you out, get a hot dog, or go out and get some popcorn. Yeah, the of dancing. Course. And then dog. at the end, what did the lion say at the end? Lion. There was a lion, a cartoon yeah, lion was. at the very end. What did he say every time you went to the drive-in? Feed your head, feed your head. He said, no. it's showtime. <laughs> <laughs> it was the greatest. I still love going to drive We have to go up to Long Prairie and go to the drive-in. Do we? That's a long drive to go see a it's movie an that hour you'll hate. And a half. <laughs> Plus, I don't know. You can my... hold hands in the car. It'll yes, be romantic. Yes, Catherine. Don't try to make a move does on it, me. Does though. it have um, so you can listen to it through your radio? I'm not yes. rolling down yeah. my windows in the not country. Not mosquito heaven. <laughs> yeah. That was one thing about being a kid in Minnesota, man. You had to put the window down to hang the speaker. Those mosquitoes would eat you oh, alive. Oh. <laughs> Even if it was an eighth of an inch, oh. there were four hundred of them would come in at one well, time. We had, we had a station wagon that was a rust bucket, and every <laughs> drive went around here. You had to go down a dirt road. Yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, the yeah. whole station uh. wagon would fill up with dust from the road. Oh. So then we'd had to roll down the windows to air it out, and then the mosquito. It was fun. Yeah. Fun times. I know. Fun and Christians. By all. Christians. Mosquitoes eat me alive. Oh, I turn out to be like huge welts, like the size of like a small pancake. Oh. with me. Yeah, it's bad. I had a friend who's no longer with us. He's dead, but he was married when he did this. He and I are sit, we're sitting on their back porch having a beer or whatever and having a good time. It's, it's him, his wife, and me. We're sitting back there, and Norm and I are just getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. But his wife was not even being bitten. She goes, I don't know what you guys' problem is. They don't even bite me. And my friend said, why should they eat hamburger when they can get steak? <laughs> <laughs> they weren't married much longer after that. I oh, will remember. that's an old saying. <laughs> it's a great saying. Why should they eat hamburger when they can get steak? <laughs> <laughs> to his own wife. Uh, That's real nice, pal. Yeah, he's another guy that died young. Kristen, i got to tell you, we only got about 45 seconds left, but in the last about 60 days, I lost three of my running buddies when I was a little kid. People I've known since I was 11, three of them died in the last couple of months. It was terrible. That is terrible. I thought you were going to say you lost three pounds, and I was going to be like, good for you. And <laughs> Actually, then that I lost whole 90, story took a turn. I lost 92.5 <laughs> pounds, so you can be really happy for me. Wow, that's incredible. That would be a good thing. But, yeah, it, it just uh, it's making me contemplative, I will tell you that. I'm contemplating the universe because not one of them was old. They were all young guys, and they all died. It was terrible. Were they healthy? or Because or, I always think, you know, as we get older, we really have to stay on top of our health. We do. Um, and yeah. we could, Everyone does. I mean, I, my, I talk about it with my husband all the time. I'm like, got to have checkups, got to be working out, got to eat well, and it's important. I got to tell you something. I say it every week, but it's true. Kristen, your hour flies by every Tuesday. <laughs> it does you got to come? Glad. Why don't you come on the whole ten hours? The show would last about four minutes if you were on all all the segments. <laughs> we'll have a marathon. <laughs> we'll have a marathon. All right, sister. Have a magnificent week, and we'll talk to you next week. I hope. Yes, I will be here. Thank you. Thanks very much, Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, entertainment reporter from Los Angeles. We'll be back. A very special hour coming up next. Doctor John Huber. We'll be talking about why the hell people are so crazy in just a few minutes with the family. <laughs> 